Rusty Quill presents. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. You should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Life is full of awesome what-ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Wake of Corrosion, Season 2, Episode 4, Bunker A7. This is Professor Ryan of Bunker A12. This is a public broadcast to any survivors out there. Before I begin, please be aware that I advise listener discretion going forward as some of the content of this broadcast can be unsettling or disturbing.
Today we venture into new territory. Once again, I find myself at a point where I have not been able to review the brothers' journal entries and recordings before I share them with you. Unfortunately, other matters have taken away my attention since the last broadcast. No matter, we shall venture forth nonetheless. And I believe these next entries are... Uh, uh, uh. Ah, yes. It seems we're near their arrival at Bunker A7. Let's see what they uncover. I can see it. I can see the bunker from where we are. We've just stopped to have something to eat and I can see the bunker from where we are. Well, the outer part of it anyway. Most of it's hidden underground, but it's clear where it is. I can see the entrance, the ray section of earth where the bunker is buried. It's hope. Hope right in front of me. Oh, God. Why did I even write that down? Fucking hope right in front of me. Yeah, of course. Hope. Hope that I can go and sit in an underground shelter with a bunch of other lost souls. Hope. I know it's hard for you. You being the person I'm imagining will read this because the idea that no one will ever see this... Well, it's just far too depressing to even consider. So you. I know it's hard for you to imagine this. But we've not just been walking for a day or so. Plowing through as best we can. This has been an absolute nightmare. Other than Roman, I've not seen another sane living human being for nearly, what, three weeks now? Maybe longer? I don't even know. And any time I walk past a house, a shop, a car, anything, anywhere people are supposed to be, it's just empty. And we can't even speed this up by taking a car or something. So many of the roads are just blocked with abandoned vehicles, and in the busier part of town, it'd just be pointless. I slept in random people's houses in a tent for the past few weeks of my life. Last night we broke into someone's house again and stayed there, scavenged their food, slept in their beds. All because we don't want to risk staying in our tent again, in case something out there finds us and, well, I don't even know what. That's the part that I think will be hard for you to imagine. Because I don't foresee a future where you're reading this and you've seen those things for yourself. Because you wouldn't be sat reading all this if you knew what they could do. You would have stopped a good while ago. And if you haven't, do so now. Earlier I called this a nightmare. A nightmare doesn't do it justice. Nightmares end. And all they are afterwards is a memory. I can't see this ending. I can't see this changing other than getting worse. As we've been walking, there's a row of power masts that I've been able to see every time we go up a hill or there's an opening or something like that. They stretch out over a field and when I first noticed them, the wires were all intact. They're all connected. And all the towers are fine apart from one. On the second closest mast, the top was bent and warped and the wires had snapped. If I were to guess, I'd say that something had crashed into it by the way they were all bent in the same direction. I imagine if I could see the ground beneath them, then I'd see the burnt-out husk of a helicopter or something. I don't know. I'm not sure if I'll ever get a chance to find out, though. We keep getting further and further away. Anyway, that's what I could see this morning. However, this afternoon, the closest one is no longer standing up straight. It's gone full 45-degree angle to the left. I'm looking back at it as we're walking, trying not to make it too obvious to Roman because I know he'd either not believe me or just pass it off as something mundane. Maybe. 
I don't know. I just don't want to have to tell him everything I see that freaks me out. He's already on edge about his kids. He doesn't need more to think about, and I don't want his constant rationalisation. So anyway, I'm squinting at it, and I just can't make out something about it. In a matter of hours, it's gone from upright and stable to completely lopsided and something else. Something else about it, but I, I just, I can't see. I can't make it out. So Roman decides he needs the loo, doesn't he? And he nips off. I take this opportunity to grab the binoculars. They might be cracked, but they still do a decent enough job. My throat goes dry as I stare through the single clear lens. I even thought to take the binoculars away for a moment to clean them just in case. What sort of movie stereotype am I? Like a freaking stain on the lens could cause this. Dappled around the lower half of the mast are these rust-orange pustule-like bumps. That's the only way I can think to describe them. The tower itself has started to rust from what seems like the bottom up, but it hasn't covered the thing yet. And as I'm looking at these grotesque lumps formed so inconceivably on this vast metal structure, one of them, just at the edge of the lens, bursts. I'm talking deep, orange and yellow splatter bursts. I instinctively close my eyes and reel back a little at the sight. It's not even close to me, but it was like I could hear this grotesque liquid squelch come out of it. I quickly looked back through the binoculars, but all I could see was a wrinkled remnant of where it had been, and some wet patches around it. At that moment, I heard Roman coming back, so I quickly put the binoculars away. It's stuff like that that I think you'll find hard to believe unless you've seen it for yourself. I look back through this just, and... Jesus. It sounds so ridiculous. But it's not. It's real, isn't it? It's fucking real and right in front of us. And it's happening. It's happening now. It was happening three weeks ago. And it's going to keep happening until... I don't know. But going to Bunker A7 isn't going to change that, is it? I just hope Romy's children are there. I just hope they are there. And they are safe. Claire too. After that, though... Well, I don't know what after that. I must ask Claire whether she has witnessed anything similar to what Ellie had just described. Whilst I wouldn't want her to actively seek out something so grotesque, I do believe it's vital to our investigation that we get as much of a balanced view of things as possible. We cannot simply rely on the findings of a couple of people, let alone one. Looking at the dates, it seems the next entry is from Roman's recording device. Okay, it's on. I want to be able to look back at this. I need this. You don't need to justify it to me, Roman. Mate, hopefully there won't be a great deal going on after this. Do we knock, or...? Oh. Hello? Okay. Someone open the door, please. Uh, My name's Roman Taylor. My children are in there. Uh, Please open up. Please. Open the damn door! Roman... Come on! Where are you? I have to see my kids. Open up, for God's sake. I can't stay out here any longer. I need to see my children. Roman, chill out a second, all right? Chill out? Are you fucking kidding me, Elliot? No, 
I- I'm not seriously chill. This is Bunker A7. My children are in there, or perhaps you haven't realised that yet because you've been too busy staring at things in the distance the whole fucking time. I, I just... I just... It doesn't matter. It does matter, though. It matters that what we're going through can't just be swept away by hiding in a bunker. Hello? Hello? Fuck! God damn it! Are Why isn't even... anyone answering? <sighs> oh, Roman. Roman, it's not locked. What? Pick your head up and look. Why isn't it locked? Anyone could just walk in. Hello? I... Shut up a sec. Do you hear that? No. Exactly. Why can't we hear anyone? That says to me that there's no one here, mate. Well, let's not jump to conclusions here. Everywhere fucking else that we go to is abandoned, empty or filled with goddamn demons. So it makes total sense that this place is empty and that my children aren't even here. I mean, were they even here? You've seen what we've had to fight through to get here. The otherworldly screeches we've been hearing during the night and the things just on the edge of your vision when you think you're alone. Do you really think the neighbours were able to make it through all that with my kids and theirs to get to this bunker? I mean, who's to say it wasn't worse when they were trying to make it here? Who's to say that all hell didn't break loose out in the civilised world whilst we were happily trotting about the woods like a pair of oblivious idiots? Who's to say that they haven't all just been assimilated? Assimilated. What? It's... It's pronounced assimilated. Oh, for fuck's sake, Elliot. No one cares. No one freaking cares. Or is this another thing you still haven't figured out? Look around you, mate. No one's here. Nothing is here. We're alone. There's no society. There's no system. No government. No running water. Gas. Electricity. Nothing anymore. So no one gives a shit about pronouncing words correctly. Everything's ended. Everything's gone. Everyone's gone. It's just... It's just us. Roman. (sighs) Roman, I... It doesn't matter, bro. Nothing matters. We should have a look around anyway, right? It'd be silly to come all this way and not even look. What's the freaking point? Because then we know for certain. I I know how you're feeling right now. I also know that once you process this, you'll regret not having a look around. So let's head inside, alright? Roman, come on, man. Nothing is still something, right? What? If there's nothing there, then it might mean that there's somewhere else. And if there's something, well, we can use that to figure out what to do next. Fine. Here. Let me grab your torch. No lights. Well, these places use solar power as their main supply, with a backup generator if needed. So if we can find a switch somewhere, we can see if either of them are working or not. And if they're not? Then we know the panels must be damaged and the generator empty, which means someone has been here. If they do work, then it means that they could be off intentionally, and from there, we can try and figure out why. There will be an answer. I don't like this. No, I can't imagine many people do like wandering dark corridors underground, Roman. No. You leading us, I mean. You knowing what's going on and talking me through this. (laughs) Well, let's make the most of it, shall we? Before I realise just how uncomfortable these corridors are making me feel. What was that? Nothing, Elliot. There's nothing there. I swear I saw something. A shadow, Al. 
It was a shadow from this strap on a bag. Look. Oh, <laughs> yeah, I knew that. Yeah, of course you did. That noise is not comforting at all. I wish we could hear people. Yeah, so long as they're still sane. Elliot, this is where my kids could be. Could you just not? Sorry, sorry, it's just that everyone... I I know, but just not here. Not here. Right? Have you ever been in one of these before? No. You? Nah. I only heard about them when everyone was pissed they were being built near nature reserves because they were the only places out of the way enough. Yeah, I can't say I was too happy about that either. I'm trying not to think about the amount of animals that this thing disturbed when it was being built. (laughs) Not that it really matters anymore. I think the most wildlife I've heard recently is some birds singing. And the other stray cat, of course. I looked those places up quite a bit when they were being built, you know. I wanted to know what the deal was with them and how many people they were supposed to fit in. It's interesting that we've come to this one, actually. It's the one I ended up reading the most about. 400 people can live here comfortably for about half a year, you know. Yet the local population was well over 2,000. More with how many people emigrated here from the States. It's funny how it all works out. Huh. Yeah. That's how I met Claire. I mean, she came over well before so many others did. But it's, it's definitely what spurred that decision. Anyway, how's all that funny? Well, you know what I mean. You hear that a public bunker is being built near you and you think, oh, fantastic, I've got somewhere to go where something awful happens. And so does the next person, and the next person, and so on and so forth, until suddenly you've got well over a thousand people all assuming they've got a spot in one of these places. All of them oblivious to the fact that less than a quarter of the people in the area can actually live here. It's not even half the population. Even if it's just for half a year, that's not to mention all the extra houses that were built in that time. Right. So what you're saying is, it's like when everyone raided the supermarkets after the bombings a few years ago. When people thought they wouldn't be able to get anything for weeks. Exactly. We were told there was plenty and not to panic. But people didn't care. They panicked. And the panic caused an actual shortage, which caused more panic. I still remember seeing all the shop shelves so bare and empty. It was weird. Wait a second. Hell, the supermarket we went to, the shelves, they were like when people panic brought things before. Yeah, obviously. So where have all those people gone? What do you mean? Well, if they were able to go and panic buy all those things, or perhaps even just steal them, then where did they take it all? Home, Roman. They took it home. That's why so many of the houses we've stopped at have been so well stocked. Everyone just took it home and then... Vanished. That's what you were going to say, right? For a lack of a better way to put it, yeah. I mean, you wouldn't get all that stuff and just leave it, would you? You'd take as much of it as you could. But people didn't. In fact, people didn't take much at all. So many of the houses looked untouched. And the few that were different looked as though... Well, they looked as though someone had packed in a rush. Right, stop a sec. So people panic-brought things, took it home, yeah? Yeah, Then some people were able to pack in a rush and escape to... somewhere. Maybe here or another bunker. Right? Well, yeah, it seems that way. And then the others. Where did they go? The ones who didn't pack? Who left their things? 
the shadows. I think that's them. <laughs> I know it sounds stupid, but it's the only thing that makes even a little bit of sense. There's always something deteriorated or aged near them as well, isn't there? Like in that tunnel, the walls were all cracked. Holy. Yeah, and in that house we walked past. The whole side wall was crumbling, the door was warped. The house looked like one side was sinking into the ground. And the shadow we saw in the car. It was the only rusted car in the street. Jesus, Roman. What the hell happened? I don't know. Like, how could any of us know? It sounds insane enough that we're seeing these things. I, I think there's a lot of things that we don't know about, man. I think there's a lot. Look, let's carry on walking, shall we? From what I remember, this bunker is a pretty complex one. I thought you said it wasn't a large bunker, though. It's not. But the thing is, it's built off the back of a series of underground tunnels from during the air raids. So when they built A7, they used all of these tunnels as building blocks. I mean, why not? If they're there, and already meant to withstand a bomb, and they almost always build them with these angled L-shaped turns in there. Notice how we've not gone through a single curved gradual turn. In the more modern ones, the walls leading up to the ceiling are the only rounded things. But you can tell this one has been connected to something else because all the walls are harsh angles. And look at this door here. Someone has been in here, Roman. These are gas-tight doors, but they're open. They shut by default unless there has been power and someone set the switches to open. You remember the most random things, you know that, right? It's both a curse and a blessing. It's colder than I thought it'd be in here. Will be. Even if it was inhabited, it'll still be a little chilly. And there's no point heating the place up if you don't need to. These places are all about conserving energy for the long haul. Hey, look. Check out this sign here. Gen room. Worth a shot, right? Absolutely. Okay. I have no idea how any of this works. Don't worry. I got this. Weird. It says there's still power available from solar reserves. Perhaps whoever is, was, here, has shut it off. If they didn't need it. Yeah, maybe. Wait a sec. Oh, fuck, of course. What? What? This bunker. I remember now. When they first built it, it was designated as a missile silo. But the building works were slow and the site proved unsuitable to house the IBMs. So they changed the plans and repurposed it as a series of air raid shelters. Yeah, you pretty much already said that. Except the area they originally constructed to house the missiles had some of the densest walls and the highest protection available. It's completely separated in a sealed area of the bunker. Meaning? Well, think of it this way. If something kicks off and you need to use one of these things, you want to make sure that even if the rest of the bunker collapses, even if the generator here is inaccessible and you can't go anywhere else, you want to make sure that you can still launch that missile. So the first thing you do is make that area independent. Own power, closed circuit system, full communication. If anyone is still here, that's where they'd be. Well, fuck, Elliot. I knew your random knowledge would come in handy one day. Who would have thought it would just take an apocalypse for that to happen? Is that what we're calling it now? An apocalypse? Sorry, but this is about as close to as it gets, bro. Right. Well, it looks like there isn't a great deal of fuel left in this thing. But it has given us some light. So let's make the most of it and find out where this decommissioned missile silo is before it gives out on us. Alright? Agreed. I'm... 
I'm sorry about that earlier. Me too. I was... Well... It's fine. It's okay. I understand. We've got to find your kids, right? More than anything. Come on. was that? What the fuck was that? Elliot. Sorry. S sorry. I, I, I don't know. I, I think I've heard it before though. When I was trapped in that horrible place. I'm, I'm sure I heard it then. Well I'm fucking ready for it this time. No, 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 no. The creature wasn't there when I heard it before. I was alone. Not taking any chances here. Come on, let's keep moving. I want to get to this separate section before anything that's in here finds us. Just slow and steady. Keep it quiet. Yeah. Okay. Good plan. I'm surprised we can still hear that wind, you know. Pretty far in now, right? Yeah, but these tunnels are narrow and most of the doors leading to the other rooms are closed, so... I suppose it hasn't got anywhere else to go. Usually there has to be two ways for the wind to get in for it to howl like that. Maybe something else is open? Ventilation, perhaps? Jesus! I think we've made it worse with that generator on. As in, super fucking creepy, you mean? Oh, Jesus, man. Was that the wind, or...? It's gotta be the wind. Huh? You might have been right about something else being in here, Roman. I just hope I'm wrong about what is in here. Can we just find this main room already? Come on. Roman. Roman here, check out this sign. Comms room and gen room number two. Sounds promising. Door's closed, but it's a spinny handle thing. <laughs> Very technical term, though. Yep, yeah, well, you knew what I meant, didn't you? Give me a hand then, loser. Oh, yeah, okay. Oh, Jesus, this feels weird on my hand. I don't want to strain that one too much. You don't want to rip the tissue that's healing over it. Oh, tissue. Gross. Holy shit, is that a radio broadcast? Roman, Roman, I think someone is out there. And there could be someone listening to it. There could be people here. My kids, Elliot. Hello? Who's there? Survivors, just one last message from me. If you'd like to support us here at Bunker A12, to help us keep sharing the stories of our shattered world with you, then 
then please consider joining our Patreon at patreon.com forward slash wake of corrosion. There are plenty of extra insights available there, as well as Letters to Shadows, a monthly series of additional stories from other survivors like yourselves. Any contributions will be hugely beneficial to help keep us from wandering in the dark. Before the credits, I'd like to give a shout out to our very generous Patreon subscribers at the A12 resident tier and above. Indike, Laurel, Nath, Paul, Trace, AJ Pumpkin, Austin Danger, and Twiglets. Thank you all very much. Thank you for listening. For news and updates, follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Wake of Corrosion. Wake of Corrosion was written, directed, and produced by Sean Pellington, with voice acting from Kieran Walsh as Professor Ryan, Lee Pellington as Roman, Sean Pellington as Elliot. Title and credits read by Adele Cliff. Our introduction theme, Shadowlands 5, Antichamber, and outro theme, Phantasm, were created by Kevin MacLeod, sourced from Incompetech.com, licensed under Creative Commons by Attribution 4.0. Both pieces have been reduced from their originals with fade-out, added voiceover, and radiostatic effects. Morse Code SFX, courtesy of Stephen C. Phillips of MorseCode.world. All other sound effects are self-recorded from SoundSnap.com or Zapsplat.com. For our full list of credits, please visit the website in our show notes. Thank you again for listening. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.